with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. We welcome you to this service of ordered worship. The liturgy, music, and homily are offered in the praise of God for our gathered congregation here at Marsh Chapel, for our radio congregation across New England at WBUR 90.9 FM, and for our internet listenership around the globe. On this first Sunday of the month, as is our custom, we welcome all of whatever age, station, background, or orientation to participate in the sacrament of Holy Communion. Those listening on the radio may request communion in the home by calling the chapel office. On this Sunday, this first Sunday, we commend to you the ministry of the chapel. We invite those so moved to identify as members of the chapel chapter. We encourage all to continue or to commence the practice of disciplined generosity. And we ask you to ask yourself what form your ministry, your engagement of gratuitous kindness here will take in the coming weeks. This is Trinity Sunday, one day within the great day of God, the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. As we are able, may we stand in the praise of God. Thank you. 
Almighty and everlasting God, you have given to us your servant's grace by the confession of a true faith to acknowledge the glory of the eternal Trinity and in the power of your divine majesty to worship the unity. Keep us steadfast in this faith and worship and bring us at last to see you in your one and eternal glory, O Father, who with the Son and the Holy Spirit live and reign, one God forever and ever. Amen. Please be seated. A lesson from the prophet Isaiah, chapter 6, verses 1 through 8. In the year the king Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting on a throne high and lofty. And the hem of his robe filled the temple. Seraphs were in attendance above him. Each had six wings. With two they covered their faces, and with two they covered their feet, and with two they flew. And one called to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. The pivots of the threshold shook at the voices of those who called, and the house filled with smoke. And I said, Woe is me, I am lost, for I am a man of unclean lips, and I live among a people of unclean lips. Yet my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Then one of the seraphs flew to me, holding a live coal that had been taken from the altar with a pair of tongs. The seraph touched my mouth with it and said, Now that this has touched your lips, your guilt has departed and your sin is blotted out. Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send and who will go for us? And I said, Here am I, send me. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
A lesson from St. Paul's Epistle to the Romans, chapter 8, verses 12 through 17. So then, brothers and sisters, we are debtors, not to the flesh, to live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the, the, the deeds of the body, you will live. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. For you did not receive a spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received a spirit of adoption. When we cry, Abba, Father, it is that very spirit bearing witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ, if in fact we suffer with him so that we may also be glorified with him. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Please join me in reading Psalm 29 with the Antiphon. Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory of his name. Worship the Lord in holy splendor. The voice of the Lord is over the waters. The God of glory thunders the Lord over mighty waters. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is full of majesty. The voice of the Lord breaks the cedars. The Lord breaks the cedars of Lebanon. He makes Lebanon skip like a calf, and Syrian like a young wild ox. The voice of the Lord flashes forth flames of fire. The voice of the Lord shakes the wilderness. The Lord shakes the wilderness of Kadesh. The voice of the Lord causes the oaks to whirl and strips the forest bare. And in his temple all save glory. The Lord sits enthroned over the flood, the Lord sits enthroned as king forever. May the Lord give strength to his people. May the Lord bless his people with peace. for the singing of the Gloria Patri and the reading of the Gospel.
Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to St. John, chapter 3, verses 1 through 17. Glory to you, O Lord. Now there was a Pharisee named Nicodemus, a leader of the Jews. He came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do apart from the presence of God. Jesus answered him, Very truly I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God without being born from above. Nicodemus said to him, How can anyone be born after having grown old? Can one enter a second time into the mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Very truly I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and spirit. What is born of flesh is flesh, and what is born of spirit is spirit. Do not be astonished that I said to you, you must be born from above. The wind blows where it chooses, and you hear the sound of it, but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus said to him, How can these things be? Jesus answered him, Are you a teacher of Israel, and yet you do not understand these things? Very truly I tell you, we speak of what we know and testify to what we have seen, yet you do not receive our testimony. If I have told you about earthly things and you do not believe, how can you believe if I tell you about heavenly things? No one has ascended into heaven except the one who descended from heaven, the Son of Man. And just as Moses lifted up the servant in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, so that everyone who believes in him may not perish, but may have eternal life. Indeed, God did not send the Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. Three weeks ago, Katie Matthews was awake at 2 a.m., her good friend, she learned hours earlier, had died in New Zealand, one of three Boston University students lost in a car accident. Katie wondered what to do. She could hardly believe Austin was dead. Katie was about to graduate, an education major, a future teacher, a native of Albany, New York, a parishioner at Boston University Marsh Chapel, a leader, a person of faith. She felt something needed doing. Could she do something? Katie thought maybe 20 or 30 of her closest friends could get together on the plaza of Marsh Chapel, Boston University, a space centered on the monument to Martin Luther King Jr. to honor her friend. The chapel website had a page about vigils. She made some notes. She froze for a moment. Could she carry this off? She began to reach out on Facebook in the wee hours of the morning. Could she do something? She decided she would try to do something. One of the chaplains at Boston University saw her posting and pledged support. At 10 a.m. the next morning, unbeknownst to Katie, 20 Boston University administrators met to consider the tragedy of three deaths a half a world away in just a week before commencement. They began to plan for various responses. Could we do something, they wondered. The chaplain reported that a student group was planning a vigil that night at 8 p.m. Would they like some help, 
Could we do something? By 8 p.m., not 20, but 300 students, faculty, and staff were gathered with candles on Marsh Plaza. The president spoke, the provost spoke, others spoke, students spoke. Live streaming carried the moment around the globe, especially arranged for those other students studying in so many places around the world and for their parents. Katie spoke, too. She said, I knew I had to do something. Here are some other things said at that vigil. Tonight we are one BU in mourning. We lift the names of those who died, Austin, Rock, Daniela. May we help one another find our way to some solace. Our hearts go out to their parents and families. We want to face loss with love, grief with grace, disappointment with honesty, and death with dignity. May we find the power and faith to withstand what we cannot understand. Standing beside the monument to the Reverend Martin Luther King Jr., let us remember him not only as a prophetic national leader, but also as a wise and caring pastor who said in a similar time of tragedy and loss, when it gets dark enough, you can see the stars. Against a dark backdrop, brightness stands out, the brightness of friendship, relationship, youth, hope, dreams, faith, and love. It is important to speak. But as the dusk settled in the Cradle of Liberty, Boston, Massachusetts that evening, and as the stars came out in the dark, and as the candles flickered in the gentle breeze, speech gave way to presence. Speech is important. Presence is more important. The vigil lasted 40 minutes. The gathering around candles lasted two hours. Stories, hugs, tears, stories, hugs, tears. Will somebody relight my candle? I wish we had Southern California weather. We could use this plaza like this all year long this way. Do you remember that time last year when we were all together in Rhode Island? Dusk comes. When dusk comes, it is good to gather together, to grieve and to remember and to accept and to affirm. Our limited tenure walking on this green earth, our mortality, our fragility, is not easy to face, especially if we try to do so alone. That may be what Katie Matthews felt at 2 a.m. three weeks ago. So she found a way just before commencement at a time of great joy to help to gather our community in grief in a time of great sorrow. Maybe she remembered the apostle, rejoice with those who rejoice, weep with those who weep. Maybe she recalled the psalmist, weeping may tarry for the night, but joy comes with the morning. Or maybe she was thinking of her fellow Bostonian, Robert F. Kennedy. One person can always make a difference. 
At commencement on Sunday, May 20th, Boston University tried to strike this same spiritual balance of celebration and mourning in opening words, in invocation, and in benediction. Katie Matthews had helped to lead the way. She had leaned forward into grace, sanctified, made a bit more whole or holy by grace. Maybe some of the history and memory of her university, of this place and plaza and pulpit, were active and at work with her too. My grace is sufficient for thee, wrote the Apostle Paul, for my power is made manifest in weakness. By the grace of God, we are gathered here this morning, and there is a divine grace working in and through us to make us whole, holy, a sanctifying grace. Isaiah acclaims holiness, the ancient apprehension of holiness enshrined in our ancient scripture, The heavens are telling the glory of God, creation, holy, holy, holy. That mysterium tremendum et fascinans, the mystery in which we live. The fingers of a child in the first day of life, mysterium tremendum. The sudden sense of awe at daybreak. Mysterium tremendum. The uncanny arrival of a thought or image just as it is needed. Mysterium tremendum. Parents placing shoulder boards, epaulets, on their sons and daughters in the hour of commissioning. Mysterium tremendum. The gifts of the table, bread and cup, thanksgiving and memory and presence. Mysterium tremendum. And as we watch the celebrations in London this weekend, we too recall the rainy night, the strange dark night in late May of 1738 in which a troubled cleric, John Wesley, found himself nearly alone in a Sunday evening vesper. Quiet readings from Romans 8, our chapter today and from Martin Luther, a hymn, and then the London fog to follow. There, strangely, he found his heart strangely warmed and had awakened in his soul a sense of personal faith, the prevenient first step on the path of grace. I felt my heart strangely warmed, he wrote, later. Will we open our hearts to a personal nudge this morning? John acclaims such a nighttime encounter, a birth from above. The baptism of water is a place to start, but the encounter with Spirit, Holy Spirit, is the doorway to the divine. Nicodemus moves out of the shadows, one in a long train of several persons in this gospel. For all the universal power of John, his gospel is a catena of personal 
encounters. Mary at the wedding, Nicodemus at, the, at night, the woman at the well, a healing personally delivered, a man born blind, Lazarus scratching his way up and out. We are meant in this gospel to picture our own encounter, our own moment. Holy Communion is the altar call of sanctifying grace. Step and step, hand and cup, hand and bread, step and step. A reporter called recently to ask if in Methodism, the historic root of Marsh Chapel, one who has greatly strayed can be forgiven. A current news story raised the issue. Hear the gospel. God so loved the world that he gave his only son. The marrow of the divine is loving and giving. The effects of our sin remain often incalculable and unexpected. Sin remains, but no longer reigns. Yes, one who has greatly strayed may be forgiven. In fact, Mr. Mr. Wesley, the founder of the Methodist movement, made his signature question to be, do you know God to be a pardoning God? So you say, yes, and God forgives you, and your neighbor forgives you. Now comes the hard part. You will need to forgive yourself. Can you forgive yourself? for being thoughtless, unheeding, overweening, unsuspecting. The spirit blows where it wills, free and loving and gracious. And that is such unutterably good news. Are you ready to have done with lesser things, to take up the cross and follow? Here is a just and justifying place to start. Do you know God to be a pardoning God? Paul acclaims a leading spirit, making children of earth into children of God. A shout shall lead them, Abba! A spirit bearing witness with our own best selves, our own most selves, that we are children of the living God. We have the capacity immersed in grace prevenient, absolved in grace right-wising, to also be clothed in sanctifying grace. Ours is an apocalypse, a cosmic grace, grace as the divine freedom freely given to choose, to change, to take a chance. So John Wesley asked his preachers each year, are you going on to perfection? Do you expect to be, to be made perfect in love in this lifetime? Perfection meaning wholeness, holiness of heart and mind. Completion, that is, a roundedness of heart 
and life. And he would add, if you are not going on to perfection, what are you going on to? Imperfection? We are not finally perfectible, but we can go on, grow on, learn, and grow some more. We can start with the Ten Commandments. No other God, no graven image, no taking of the name of God in vain. Remember the Sabbath day, honor father and mother, do not kill, commit adultery, steal, bear false witness, or covet. Start there. We can step up to the Beatitudes. Happy are the poor in spirit, those who mourn, the meek, the hungry for justice, the merciful, the pure in heart, the peacemakers, the persecuted for righteousness, and you when falsely condemned. Step up there. So day by day, learn. Let us learn. Shall we learn? May we learn to love God and to love our neighbor as ourself. It is not that we lack direction. We may lack desire, stamina, willpower, and persistence, but not direction. We know the way. Back toward one who is loving us into love and freeing us into freedom by means of a sanctifying grace. Are you going on to wholeness? Katie Matthews said, I just knew I had to do something. You will come forward to the table of grace in a moment. What do you need to do this week? Come to receive, but come imagining a response to. What do you need to do this week to sense the holy, to feel forgiveness, to grow in grace. Come to eat and drink, knowing, though, with Katie, that this week you will want to do something. Breathe, O oh, breathe, thy loving spirit into every troubled breast. Let us all in thee inherit. Let us find that second rest. Take away our bent to sinning, Alpha and Omega be, end of faith as its beginning. Set our hearts at liberty. Amen.
The peace of the Lord be always with you. Good morning. Welcome to Marsh Chapel. We hope you will take a moment to fill out your contact information in the red books along the center aisle of each pew so that we can get to know you better and you can get to know one another better. On Father's Day, June 17th, there will be a catered, free, and open to all brunch at 9.45 a.m. If you are interested in attending, please RSVB to me in person or through email at rcape at bu.edu. We will also be holding a vacation Bible school in July. If you are interested in volunteering or are interested in having your children attend, please contact me. Common Ground Communion on the plaza will be suspended for the rest of the summer and will resume again in the fall. Lastly, today is potluck luncheon, so we hope to see you all downstairs after church. For all other upcoming services and activities, please visit our chapel website, bu.edu chapel, where you will also find the opportunity for online giving. Now walk in love as Christ loves us in offering and sacrifice to God.
community. Out of your provision we offer back to you these our gifts of bread and wine, product of earth and air, fire and water, the life energy of plants, animals, and humans. And these are gifts of money, the symbol of our time, our resources, our life energy, and our devotion. Bless and multiply these gifts, we pray, that we may be nourished and strengthened in our life of faith, and go forth in this, from this place in peace to continue your work of love and justice in the world. In the name of Christ and in the power and presence of the Holy Spirit, we pray. Amen. Christ our Lord invites to his table all who love him, who earnestly repent of their sin and seek to live in peace with one another. Therefore, let us confess our sin before God and one another. Merciful God, we confess that we have not loved you with your whole heart. We have failed to be an obedient church. We have not done your will. We have broken your law. We have rebelled against your love. We have not loved our neighbors, and we have not heard the cry of the needy. Forgive us, we pray. Free us for joyful obedience. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Hear the good news. Christ died for us while we were yet sinners. That proves God's love toward us. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. Glory to God. Amen. Beloved, the peace of the Lord is always with you. Let us offer one another signs of peace and reconciliation. The Lord is with you and also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give our thanks and praise. It is right and a good and joyful thing, always and everywhere, to give thanks to you, Almighty God, creator of heaven and earth. You formed us in your image and breathed into us the breath of life. When we turned away and our love failed, your love remained steadfast. You delivered us from captivity to sin and death, made covenant to be our sovereign God, and spoke to us through your prophets. And so with your people on earth and all the company of heaven and giving voice to all creation, we praise your name and join the unending hymn.
Pharisees, your son, Jesus Christ. Your spirit anointed him to preach good news to the poor, to proclaim release to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed and to announce that the time had come when you would save your people. He healed the sick, fed the hungry, and ate with sinners. By the baptism of his suffering, death, and resurrection, you gave birth to your church, delivered us from slavery to sin and death, and made with us a new covenant by water and the Spirit. When the Lord Jesus ascended, he promised to be with us always in the power of your word and Holy Spirit. We remember how when Jesus sat at supper with his disciples, he took bread. And when he had given thanks and blessed the bread, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Each time you eat this, remember me. Likewise, after supper, he took a cup, and when he had given thanks and blessed it, he gave the cup to his disciples and said, This is the cup of the new covenant in my blood, poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Each time you drink this, remember me. And so, in remembrance of these, your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice in union with Christ's offering for us as we proclaim the mystery of faith. Spirit on us gathered here and on these gifts of bread and wine. Make them be for us the body and blood of Christ, that we may be for the world the body of Christ redeemed by his blood. By your Spirit make us one with Christ, one with each other, and one in ministry to all the world, until Christ comes in final victory and we feast at the heavenly banquet. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit in your servant church. All honor and glory is yours, almighty God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. And now with the confidence of children of God, let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Please be seated. All are welcome at the Lord's table. There is wine in the cup on the pulpit side alcohol-free grape juice in the cup on the lectern side. 
Gluten-free wafers are also available. Please just ask. Other invitations are found in your bulletin, and our ushers will be happy to assist you. Look, the bread of heaven is broken for the life of the world. Look, the cup of salvation is poured out for the life of the world. These are the gifts of God for the people of God. Let us keep this feast with joy and thanksgiving. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Grant us your peace.
Beloved, let us pray together. Eternal God, we give you thanks for this holy mystery in which you have given yourself to us. Grant that we may go into the world in the strength of your spirit to give ourselves for others. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. show and share what love can do. This is a day of new beginnings. Our God is making all things new. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the communion of the Holy Spirit be and abide with each one of us now and forever. Amen. <laughs> 